Hi, my name is Jennifer Daywan, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker here in California. With the rise on mental health awareness and advocacy, I wanted to create a podcast of some of my strategies that I not only share with my clients, but practice in my own personal journey with mental health. I too have experienced the depths of depression, how it hurts to even wake up, to move, or just do anything. I've also felt the crippling of anxiety and afraid to go places and constant worry, that heavy chest feeling, rapid heart, trembling. Uh, depression and anxiety are the most common symptoms I treat. Uh, not only have I experienced them myself, I have a caseload of probably 50 clients and 95% of them experience anxiety and depression. So I feel like I've become pretty good at learning some holistic approaches to helping reduce anxiety and depression. So let's start with what is anxiety and what is depression? We'll start with anxiety first. Uh, anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and often some physical changes like increased blood pressure or like I was talking about with the rapid heart rate. Um, people with anxiety disorders can have recurring intrusive thoughts. Um, they might avoid certain situations out of worry. Um, they may also have physical symptoms of sweating, trembling, dizziness, rapid heart Anxiety is not the same as fear, though. They're, they can be used interchangeably. Uh, anxiety is a future-oriented, long-acting response, uh, broadly focused. So it's about anxiety is often worried about a lot of different um, subjects. Uh, whereas fear is more present oriented, short-lived with a clearly identifiable and specific threat, like a, a, a car accident, right? You're, you're going to have rapid heart rate and all that stuff, but anxiety is more future. Uh, and I tell clients all the time, if we live in the future, if we think about the future and that's all we're doing is living in the future, then we're going to have anxiety. Um, so a lot of that future thinking can be very dangerous. That's why be, staying present, staying in the here and now can help reduce the symptoms of anxiety. Um, depression. So what's depression? Depression is feeling sad or having a depressed mood. Um, one of the, what I think is one of the, um, biggest red flag of depression is loss of interest or pleasure in things that you once enjoyed. That's one of the big, big ones. Um, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of energy, changes in appetite, um, feeling purposeless, inability to sit still, pacing, um, or slowed movements, feelings of worthlessness or guilt, difficulty thinking. Um, and then of course, in worst case, Thoughts of death 
or suicide. Um, so depression can obviously become so serious that people have thoughts of harming themselves. Um, if you are having thoughts of harming yourself, please, uh, please call 911 immediately. Uh, there are also suicide prevention hotlines. Um, you know, obviously you can call 911. Uh, suicide prevention hotlines are reachable at 988. Um, if you are not currently suicidal or homicidal, I, I do urge you to continue listening to this podcast and consider some of my strategies. But if you are in imminent danger or you feel actively suicidal, I would strongly encourage please call 911 or dial 988 to speak to a licensed professional. If you are not suicidal or homicidal, I urge you to continue listening. My first strategy and one of my favorites is a concept called radical acceptance. Radical acceptance is a strategy within the dialectical behavioral therapy uh, treatment approaches. And I really like this concept of radical acceptance. I use it quite often in my own personal world. And of course, I encourage it strongly with my clients. And those clients of mine that do practice radical acceptance have a much easier time accepting difficult situations in their life. So radical acceptance is basically practicing a conscious effort to acknowledge and honor difficult situations and emotions and accepting things as they are instead of ignoring, avoiding, or wishing the situation were different. And that's a tough one, which it, wishing the situation were different because in some situations we don't have any control, right? Um, when COVID first started, we were all in quarantine and my kids were home. We were homeschooling and uh, I was working and it was just a crazy time. I was angry. I was sending seething emails to the school and the district and just really out of control. And I remember one day the concept of radical acceptance just entered my mind and I feel like Somebody tapped on my shoulder and said, you have to not only accept this, but you have to radically accept this. And ever since that moment, I accepted it. There was nothing I was going to change about that situation. Once we accept something and acknowledge what we have control over and what we don't have control over, it makes our life a lot easier. So that's radical acceptance, accepting things the way they are. And, you know, like the serenity prayer says, what do you have control over? And what can you let go of that you don't have control over? Second piece of advice I love to share is gratitude. Gratitude is another game changer. Um, gratitude is a spontaneous feeling, but Increasingly, research demonstrates its value as a practice, making a conscious effort to count one's blessings. Studies show that people can deliberately cultivate gratitude, and there are important social and personal benefits to doing so. 
It is possible to feel grateful for loved ones, colleagues, animals, nature, and life in general. The emotion generates a climate of positivity that reaches inward and extends outward. So gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life. I always um, joke that I'm just, I'm happy I woke up today, right? There was a lot of people that didn't wake up today. There's a lot of people that are going to go to the doctor today and find out they have a life-threatening illness. So I'm grateful for each day I get. I would encourage you to do the same. Um, ways that you can start noticing goodness in your life is keep a journal or some way to note the big and little joys of daily life. I had an egg sandwich this morning that I made, and I was just grateful for that nice warm breakfast that I got to have and my nice warm cup of coffee. I'm grateful for those. I'm grateful for a, a washer and dryer that I can wash my clothes. Um, I'm grateful for my practice. I'm grateful for my clients. It's just so, so grateful. Um, write down three things. Identify three things that have gone well for you and identify the cause. So writing, keeping track of the joys, because sometimes we get so focused on the negative. We get focused on what we don't have. We forget about what we do have. Um, think about people who have inspired you and what about them was most significant. Engage in mental subtraction. Imagine what your life would be like if some positive event had not occurred. Um, and my favorite quote, I say it all the time to clients, it's my favorite Somebody might have already coined it, but I like it anyway. It's change your attitude to gratitude, right? Because so we can have a bad attitude about things or we can be grateful and focus on the positive. So, so far we've talked about radical acceptance. We've talked about gratitude. Next, it's mindfulness. Mindfulness is another really powerful concept especially for those of us with anxiety. Um, it's also powerful for depression as well. Um, but I do think this mindfulness, I know I use mindfulness all the time to calm my anxiety. So mindfulness is letting go of past and future thoughts and just being in the here and now. Okay. If we lament over the past and perseverate on the future, then we're either going to toggle between anxiety, depression, regret. And so mindfulness is letting go of the past and letting go of the future. If you let your mind wander into the past, you may waste your energy on regrets. So accept the present moment. How do we accept the present moment? I find that meditation and or yoga, some of us with uh, extreme anxiety cannot sit still long. So meditation becomes a challenge. Um, it's very difficult for me to sit and meditate uh, for longer than five minutes, but I can do yoga because yoga, you're moving your body, you're um, just, you can connect a little bit more. Well, it helps me. So if you have a hard time just doing straight meditation or a mindful meditation, which by the way, you can find on YouTube, 
type in mindful meditation. Um, maybe try a mindful yoga instead. Sometimes moving your body kind of helps with some of that anxiety too. But either meditation or yoga can really help with getting in the present. Being aware of our breathing. Huge. I know it sounds, um, it's so cliche, right? Take a deep breath, but it really can help you just get back to present, taking a deep breath. Get in touch with your senses. We have five senses. Get in touch with them. We can do things like um, mindful eating or going on a mindful walk or, you know, just paying attention to your five senses. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? And what do you, what do you um, feel? What's on your skin? What kinds of um, mindful experiences are you having right now? That's how you get into the present. Um, so that's mindfulness. So consider yoga, consider meditation, consider journaling, gratitude, radical acceptance. Um, another strategy that's worked for me for those intrusive thoughts, the those anxious thoughts, those doom and gloom thoughts, if you have intrusive thoughts about, uh, you know, being in car accidents or something happening to your family or your children, um, I've done a strategy that I think works really good, literally just saying, stop, 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 stop to your mind, stop thinking that, stop thinking that and, you know, and redirecting yourself somewhere else. So just literally telling your thoughts to stop. That can be very helpful for, um, for depression and anxiety. Um, you know, according to cognitive behavioral therapy, our thoughts control our emotions. So if you're thinking negatively, your emotions are going to be negative. And so that's a really important concept. Those thoughts are so important. If the thoughts are negative, we're going to feel negative. If the thoughts are anxious, we're going to feel anxious. Another um, strategy that I feel is also really important is choosing our battles. This has really saved my life. Um, choosing my battles, and that comes down to every single relationship, every single situation, whether that's a car that cuts me off on the freeway, I'm going to choose if I'm going to chase after that person and get pissed off and scream or not let it be that big of a concern because God only knows if that person has a weapon and I really don't feel like taking a chance. So choosing battles, choosing battles in your relationships, choosing battles at work, choose your battles. Um, I can't say enough about that. Choosing your battles, that's another game changer. Exercise. It is so important to exercise. I have become 100% convinced that the power of exercise on mental wellness is pretty much 100% um, effective. Um, I, I see it in myself. I see it in my husband. I see it in, with my own clients that if they're exercising, there seems to be a very strong correlation to their mental health improving. So I cannot say enough about exercise. Um, I am, found a new gym, Hotworks. Love it. It's anywhere from 120 to 130 degrees, and it's a sauna, and you exercise in that sauna. And there is nothing better than 
sweating it out. Um, and I feel like a million bucks after. So check out um, Hot Works or Hot Yoga if you can do the heat. If not, join a gym, join an exercise class. Exercise classes are fun. It's good to be around other people that want to do healthy things with you too. So exercise. Um, all right. So now we've come down more to, so the things that I've gone over so far, um, radical acceptance, gratitude, mindfulness, um, telling your intrusive thoughts to stop and go away, choosing your battles, exercise. Those are all holistic. Um, the next one's fairly holistic too, but a little bit more, you've got to go seek seek it. Um, so therapy is obviously the next one. And that's where, um, individuals like myself come in. I am a licensed therapist, been practicing in the mental health world for 20 years, worked in a inpatient psychiatric hospital for about 10 years and a medical hospital for another 10. So have been in the trenches a, of acute mental illness for about 20 years. So therapy, please reach out for therapy. Um, it's covered by your insurance. Oftentimes the copays are really cheap, especially for teletherapy. Um, ask your insurance about, do you get a reduced copay if it's teletherapy? Um, I currently provide teletherapy. Um, if you're, if you're in, in need of a therapist and you would like to reach out, I can be found on either psychology today or headway headway.co. That's also listed on this podcast as well. Headway.co or um, PATH, PATH Mental Health. I can be reached on those. Um, therapy can just help you remember basically all the things I've gone over. I, I This is really what I talk with with my clients is the, the concepts we've gone over today. Um, so therapy can be really helpful. Group therapy and support groups also very beneficial. There's Support groups, like there's a depression and bipolar support alliance, uh, also known as DBSA, and uh, others, other support groups, um, NAMI, National Alliance of Mental Illness, that's great for if you suffer from mental health or if you have a loved one, NAMI can be great family support. Um, and support groups, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with alcohol use, you know, join AA. They've, we've got online groups now. It's so easy. It's so convenient. It's basically running 24 seven because you can access groups all over the world. It's amazing. Join a support group, join an anxiety support group, join a depression support group, join AA, join, join NA, um, join Monument. Monument is another um, alcohol and drugs um, cessation program. And they're a little bit more accepting of changing the relationship with alcohol and substances versus AA is more, um, uh, more of a black and white thinking. So join a support group. Um, and lastly, I, I, I saved medication for the last because I, as a therapist, go over all the things I've discussed with you all today, radical acceptance, gratitude, mindfulness, exercise, choosing your battles, therapy, group therapy. And if you've exhausted all of those and you're still feeling tortured by anxiety or depression, um, then 
absolutely talk to your doctor. Talk to us. I always suggest psychiatrists, but your primary care doctor can always prescribe medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications, and um, do your own research. There's different types of antidepressants. There's the SSRIs, the serotonin reuptake. There's the SNRIs. That is for um, two neurotransmitters where the um, the SSRIs are only one neurotransmitter. So just be be aware of those. Be aware of the um, the SRIs and the SNRIs and there's mood stabilizers. So do your research, um, you know, do some, do your own assessment before you go in to kind of get a feel. Is it bipolar? Is it depression? Is it anxiety? Sometimes anxiety is the culprit. I thought for the longest time I mainly suffered from depression. Well, come to find out, I kind of started thinking and realizing, okay, 90% of my problem is actually the anxiety. And as a result of the anxiety, then my mind and body interprets that. And then I become depressed. Um, but it's the anxiety that haunts me every day. Uh, depression does not haunt me every day. And so find what your main, the main culprit is and try to address that. Um, so medications can be very helpful. I find that medications help, um, with the intrusive thoughts. I've noticed being on medication, the thoughts are not quite as intrusive. Are they all the way gone? No, they're not all the way gone, but they're not as intrusive and not as daily. So um, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. You can find me on this podcast, or like I said, I'm also available on headway.co. And thank you for listening to my podcast. I will try to post more often. Um, I'd like to do something next on substance recovery. If you have any other topics, please, uh, please message me and let me know. It's been a pleasure. Take good care. Practice gratitude. Find, find three things you're grateful for today. And I will see you very soon. Take care. Thank you.